Hello and welcome. You are listening to episode 61 of the Nearly Men Video Games Podcast, coming to you live on Twitch from Scotland on Thursday, 16th of April 2020. I am Gary Hulk Simmons, and joining me today is Paul Kaczynski. Hello! And Colin Little. Hello! We have nothing to do with the video game industry, we don't make them, we don't sell them, and we're not even particularly good at them. We are the Nearly Men, and at some point you've probably kicked our asses online. Hey, 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 Hello, boys. Look at us Hello. being all visual and oh, look at us. Oh, there we are. Hello, everybody. Hello. Well, fancy. Not to toot our own horns. Yeah, baby. Uh, we didn't get the memo. We didn't get the dress code. Well, you never do. Do you know what I mean? Sitting there with a t-shirt. It's outrageous. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Wearing my, my nearly men t-shirt fair, here. I think Colin's the only one dressed appropriately. Absolutely, well, absolutely, absolutely disgraceful stuff. I mean, I have a Pokemon hat, so I'm still in the general vicinity of video games. Pulls away for a business meeting with Al Capone. Al Capone? <laughs> <laughs> Al Capone with those headphones on, it looks like he's in, I don't know, bomb, bomb funk MCs. <laughs> Look at us, though, eh? How are we this evening, gentlemen? Very well, thank you, very well. Yeah, all good, all good. Good, 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 good. Been up to much in the past two weeks, apart from gaming. I've been staying in the house. I, I, I decided oh. to stay in the house. Is that, <laughs> is that right, Paolo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's great with uh, two kids uh, and small confined spaces. Um, yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah, yeah it's great. I, do you know what I'm going to do? Actually, I'm going to uh, pun Everest in a month. I, I've started doing that. My friend Patrick Hart um, and his dad started Everest in a month, where you, you do like a thousand stairs a day like okay. you, just, you just find a step in your garden you just go up and down up and down a thousand times kind of thing. Like, so it's about four thousand steps or something um, and you do that for thirty days which gives you thirty thousand feet approximately which is apparently like up Everest so it's like climbing Everest in a month so I've started doing that with my six year old it kind of oh, okay. burns a wee bit of energy brilliant <laughs> you'll be a regular Brian Blessed Oh yes! <laughs> I can't do a Brian Blessing oh, without no. swearing. Now the audience can see your faces when you do impressions. Oh, it's no. never good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told you we were going to ban impressions. What? And we said never! Uh, <laughs> but yes, we're setting live stream on Twitch, and Twitch has been going well, wouldn't you say? Yes, indeed. It has been, yeah. We've all yes, been streaming, haven't we? We have. Uh, on our yes. Own channels uh, and on this channel. I did uh, Two Point Hospital on Monday. You mm-hmm. did. Call Martin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been I've been streaming the Arkham games. I'm keeping an eye on the on the chat here. It's all going mental. We're getting lots of hellos there. That's very nice. Um, as we we check out. Yes, hello, John O'Rocks. Hello, brother Jacob. Hello, Admiral Lexington, who says, oh, fancy. And Ooh. hello, Gavin Alaf. Alrighty, guys. Nice to see you all. Thanks for joining us. Welcome, uh, welcome. Yeah, we've been, we've been doing a lot of streaming, haven't we? Uh, yeah, Paolo was doing uh, Two Point Hospital. Gary was doing, he's been doing Resident Evil. You've been doing Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I've been doing a lot of the Arkham games. I completed Arkham Asylum. Uh, started Arkham City the other day on the Nearly Men channel. And uh, I've been playing some Alien Noir as well. So, yeah, all sorts of stuff. Mm. And in big, big news on Twitch, the Nearly Men channel got its affiliation. Uh, and we have a special surprise or title for those who decide to subscribe to us, don't we, boys? 
Indeed, yeah. Some very so if you have an Amazon Prime account or just lots of money and you want to support <laughs> the new men, um, you can so, subscribe to us, which kind of helps support the podcast. And if you do so, you become one of the podcast producers. Ooh. Fancy. And just now we have three podcast producers. Ooh. And I've also they sound like them. really good dudes. Two yeah. of them are on this, this video stream just now. <laughs> they, they must be really cool. <laughs> So oh hey, Mr. Producer! <laughs> oh hi, Mr. Producer! Oh, Mr. Producer! Oh no, Mr. Producer! No, Mr. Producer! Oh, maybe shouldn't have read your name. So, our three producers of uh, this week's podcast are Colin underscore NM. Who could that be? Uh, Paul Kaczynski. Oh, oh hello, 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 hello. <laughs> Uh, and our third producer is John Rocks Twenty One. So thank you, John Rocks, for being one of our, our producers. Um, if you want to be a producer, just give us your Amazon Prime. That costs nothing, or just give us your tasty, tasty monies, which will cost you something, but help support the podcast. Um, and if you want to get in touch with us for any other business, here's how you can do that. Reaching the nearly men is easier than ever. Search for the Nearly Men Video Games podcast on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube or your preferred podcast player. We stream on Twitch. Follow Colin at Colin underscore NM. Follow Paul at Paul Kaczynski, all one word. Follow Gary at Blunderboy87. And let's get social on Facebook as The Nearly Men. Twitter and Instagram where we are at Nearly Men. Or go old school and email us on info at thenearlymen.com. Need all that again? Links are on our website, thenearlymen.com. So what are you waiting for? So please do get in touch. We love it when you get in touch. Uh, the more you get in touch, it gives us more to bounce off of and more stuff to chat about. And it takes attention away from my two co-hosts and impressions, which is always good for everyone's life. Why the drive-by? Absolutely wild. I am looking out for the general public. <laughs> Gary, puts, Gary puts his super cool Pokemon hat on somebody, some sort of gangster. Just dish oh, it yeah. out. Street justice. Ah, listen, you you can't put chitter chatter, chitter chatter in the script and not expect us to chitter or chat. <laughs> but there is no impressions. I think you will find that is not one of the animations. <laughs> so, uh, John O'Rox is wondering if this means he gets to make executive decisions now. Uh, uh, no. Oh. no. Oh. It's an entire, entirely decorative. Uh, title, I'm afraid. <laughs> we, we barely make executive chat. Uh, this is true. Coincidentally, Paolo, uh, the wee Maverick was saying in the chat that uh, Paolo's going to have to explain so many things why he is so fancy pants. Did we get did we get a definitive reason for why you're dressed the way you are, Paolo? Well, tell us, Paul. Tell do us. you need do you need a reason? What what what? I think, we, I, think I think the people need a reason. Well, what what kind of reason do you need just to dress yourself up a little bit, look a little bit, little bit smarter? I've got no hair to brush anymore, so I, I need I need to do something to style. Right, okay, okay. That's, that's clear as mud. <laughs> well, I just thought, you know, people tuning in are going to expect, you know, somebody in a t-shirt playing a game. So I thought, since we're not playing a game, spruce it up a little bit, you know what I mean? I suppose nowadays we all need we all need the chat. I I I suited up to play uh, L.A. Noir the other night, so I suppose mm. any did. excuse to put some fancy clothes on. You did. You were dapper, Dan. Uh, well, I thought I'd make an effort. How how was the temperature in in your house that night? <laughs> uh, it was um, <laughs> warm, warm to say the least. Warm to say the least. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, oh, speaking of drive-bys, we've got a few drive-bys here from Admiral Lexington. Gary is the full audio professional setup, and <laughs> Colin has the very I just don't have money setup. And Paul is a mix of the two, and it put and uh, it put him right in the middle of the uncanny valley. Oh, outrageous. Assassinations. Assassinations. <laughs> People just come, coming at us. Coming See, yeah, Fox, we love it when you get in touch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we love it. Uh, and we have feelings too. Yeah, no, we don't. We're just public faces. <laughs> um, lots of people do get in touch for our BAFTAs competition. Ooh. Did, yeah. did anyone watch the BAFTAs? No. Nope. <laughs> so, something I was think happening. They were on while we were, we were streaming. We were, podcasting. We, we were uh, streaming. It was the. Or oh, was it the actual it was, podcast? It was the actual it was the podcast, podcast, wasn't it? It was episode mm-hmm. 60. That's right, that's right. Mm. Well, the results are in. <laughs> and um, we'll do it in um, from last place to first. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think we need to do that. Now, yeah. I, I should state that there were other entries that are not on this list. I just, yeah. put, yes. I just put the other two in just because mm-hmm. they host a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so we have... Allegedly. <laughs> they, produ- they produce a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We have our top three, but uh, unplaced um, was Colin <laughs> with two, two, two correct votes. Absolutely oh unbelievable. Oh two, two, two out of how many was it again, Paolo? A bajillion? Uh, 18, I think it was. <laughs> two out of 18. <laughs> Swinging a miss. Awesome. Uh, and Paul Kaczynski unplaced with three. <laughs> Still beat Colin. <laughs> Still this, is man, this is the man who, who was actually counting the votes. He had every possibility of, <laughs> of, of greasing the wheels, and yet he only got three. Yeah. That was legitimate. Uh, and to be fair, the, the rest don't get that better. No. Uh, so, <laughs> That's true. And joint third place uh, was myself and Jay Rainey with four points, four correct guesses. So you were, we, just, we just beat Paul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Onto the leaderboard. How do you feel about that, Paul? How do you feel about that? Just by a smidge. Being beaten by you, Gary, is absolutely fine. I mean, can I I use that in a business quote? (laughs) Depends what business. (laughs) This is taking a dark turn. Yep, 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 yep. And in second place uh, was Peter Riley with six correct guesses. Ooh, well done, well done. Uh, and in first place with nine, so 50%, if you're saying there was 18, so 50% correct guesses was Rohan Gunatalaki. And I don't know how to say his second name. Very good. Next story. I didn't put so his next name in because he only put Rohan on the sheet, so I didn't know if he wanted to be known. Oh, well, he's <laughs> But now he's now. outed. Yep, he <laughs> no has no say. Known for finishing top of the tree by getting exactly half of all the questions right. Fifty <laughs> percent's a pass. As forty-five percent's a D. See, there 50% you go. Fifty percent is a pass. There's a difference. Generally, there should usually be a difference between a pass and a win. But you know, it just goes to show that the Nearly Men are the definitive podcast for people who know nothing about video games. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We're right on I brand. Mean, we, we could not have been more on brand, brand if we tried. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but hopefully everyone who won a BAFTA that night was very happy. Those who lost won't be as happy. Um, was there, I mean, Paul, you saw the, the results. Was there anything that was dreadfully, oh, what? Or was it all kind of expected? Uh, I'm trying to remember now. I, th- I think it was, I think Outer, Wild, Outer Wilds won quite a lot, which oh. I, I think they thought would happen, but hasn't been winning 
anywhere else really. It's always right. been kind of getting knocked out by Sekiro and um, what untitled Good Goose Game beat it at the whatever it was the Dice Awards or whatever it was. All right. Um, so yeah, so I think I think that was kind of finally we won something uh, proper. Oh. Um, I think Disco Elysium was won about three awards or something. Mm. But that, that's that's pretty good. Pretty good. Mm. But yeah, good I mean game, there, there was nothing ludicrously jumping out at me anyway. Uh, I'm I'm surprised Death Stranding didn't win more, but I'm I'm surprised Death Stranding hasn't won more overall. Mm, well, yeah, I would I, think I, that Death Stranding's been a total failure in Sony's eyes, and that's why there's like nothing about it. I'm not really? speaking about it, and yeah, I've heard, that's why it's kind of it came out, and it was like, oh, and if you think about it, it's just been dead. There's been nothing oh. about it, so. It, it does feel it does feel a bit like what happened with Days Gone as well. You know, it seems to have been kind of oh. forgotten about very quickly. Yeah, yeah. I've just um, noticed that I'm looking quite dead in that camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to tweak that while you're talking about the next thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sharp suit. You, you kind of look like you're dressed for your own funeral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the Adams <laughs> family up in that box. Just a wee bit grey looking. We, we I, it's it's nice to put his headphones in him for the on him for the for the coffin. Isn't it? Nice, there nice we go. It's a, it's a bit nicer. <laughs> oh, there we go. I think I, I did it in the main picture, but no, not in these wee ones. So I couldn't let that lie. Sorry. <laughs> if you're listening, if you're listening to the podcast now, this is this an interesting for you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, uh, the chat's going mental, going absolutely mental. We've got a lot of uh, jo- uh, Brother Jacob celebrating his bronze medal, that's Jay Rainey. Uh, Bry-, Bry2208 says, hello, 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 Bry. Um, and yeah, and John O'Rocks, I think he's talking about Death Stranding here, says, The Walking Sim isn't for everyone. Oh. See, well, um, I, I, I really liked it. I really liked it, yeah. You were fair taken by it, weren't you? I've, I've still not played it. Still not played it. I think those um, who played it loved it, but I don't think enough people bought it. I, I mean, it's, it's a hard sell because mm. it, that's how you know it is walking up yeah. hills. As I always come back to uh, Greg Miller's Twitter review that he gave it, where he says, um, mm-hmm. "Do you like walking up hills in the rain?" And that that was his review. <laughs> I thought <laughs> they, that, that's brilliant. I think the issue is that the majority of folk who spoke about it, and this is me, I never played it at all. The majority of folks spoke about it basically said that say the first, it was like the first, it took like the first eight or ten hours before it really got going. And yeah, that's, yeah. you know, in the sort of uh, kind of modern uh, society where people just want instant gratification, that's quite a hard sell. Um, and it's, it's, a, a risky thing, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it, there is that many other games vying for your attention, there's that many TV shows, there's that many other things that, that you know, there's a certain uh, group of people who potentially are just going to give up on something. Um, and then, as you said, yeah, there's also, I, I mean, I think the whole Konami thing, the whole fallout, all that, the, the Hideo Kojima stuff, the fact that it wasn't really the Kojima game that everybody wanted. <laughs> everybody wanted him <laughs> and Norman Reedus to do something else. Um, I think that all potentially uh, didn't help it. And then the hype train got there, and then it just, yeah, it just divided opinions. But you know, I think you're better having a game that does make bold choices than one that just that, that goes straight down the middle. You know, mm, yeah, um, yeah, totally, totally brings it back to that discussion of our video games art, and I think. That was Kojima sticking to what he wanted to make as art. So, yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Is it a disc copy you've got, Gary? 
Ah, uh, maybe. Look yeah. at him checking. Uh-huh. We can actually look at him checking in his room. We speak about this in the podcast all the <laughs> <Yeah>. time. Gary's <laughs> chamber of secrets. <laughs> yes, it is a disc coffee. I like to think you've got like a wee automated shelf that kind of rotates, <laughs> like almost like a, an index. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've moved. I've got all my PS4 games up there and my PS, PS2, PS3, and Switch games down below me. So I'm kind of like, Whoa. ah, uh, you need to play, Colin. Can you yes, you, yeah. can, you can board yeah, it and we're like back outside. Oh, that <laughs> one, spray it in Dettol. I could post it, I suppose. Uh, well, we'll see. I've got I've got quite a few games to work through at the moment, so don't don't stress at the moment. But you can maybe... get Norman Reedus to deliver it to you. <laughs> Just like his hazmat game. suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so moving on from there, we're going to some news, and we've got some big chunky stories this week. Oh my. We have. Mm-hmm. So our first one is a uh, Stadia freebie, uh, and this came from Matt Wales at Eurogamer.net. Um, Google is making the premium version of its much maligned video game streaming service Stadia Pro free for two months. Uh, keeping social distance is vital, but staying home for long periods can be difficult and feel isolating. Wrote Stadia Vice President and General Manager Phil Harrison in a new blog post. Video games can be a valuable way to socialise with friends and family when you're stuck at home. So we are giving gamers in 14 countries free access to Stadia for two months. Those interested in putting Stadia Pro through its paces can do so simply by signing up via the official website, whereupon instant access will be provided to nine games. And the nine games are Destiny to the Collection, Grid, Gout, Gout, where I, SteamWorld Dig 2, SteamWorld Quest Hand of Gilgamesh, Serious Sam Collection, Spitlings, stacks on stacks on stacks, mm. and <laughs> <laughs> like the first two I've heard of, but we'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> once you've got the Stadia app installed in your iOS or Android device, games can be played through your laptop, desktop, or Chrome OS tablet using a compatible controller or keyboard and mouse, as long as they are HID compliant. It's also possible to play wirelessly using a Google Pixel or other supported Android device. Any additional games purchased during the trial will remain tied to your Stadia account, even if you chose, uh, choose not to continue your subscription. And on that subject, it's worth noting you'll need to opt out if you've had enough. Otherwise, you'll be charged the usual $8.99 or $9.99 per month subscription fee once the offer ends. Existing Stadia Pro subscribers, incidentally, won't be charged for the next two months. Cool. A Stadia spokesperson has clarified that while the, oh the 4K 60fps Stadia Pro subscription service is indeed free for two months, as per Phil Harrison's blog post, the considerably more significant news, as squirreled away in a separate fact sheet, is that the basic free version of Stadia, which offers streaming at uh, 1080 uh, 60 frames per second with stereo sound, is also now available to all permanently, provided they have a Gmail address. Ooh. That was a lot of information there, but basically... Free games for two months, and remember to opt out. Yeah, but it's it's free. It's basic, basic mm. levels free now, and I think something had to be done for Stadia because they yeah. were just they, they were, they'd completely messed up their launch. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. It just goes to show that Stadia. I mean, they they actually can't even give it away for free. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's an absolute disaster. Absolute <laughs> game disaster. <laughs> Yeah. They can't even, I mean, they, they were so successful that they didn't, as, as they said, they couldn't even tell you it was free on the proper, on the, on the, on the proper press notice. The, um, yeah, it just seems a bit of a shambles. The whole Stadia launched a mess. They, mm-hmm. It launched with a lot of very odd choices of games. 
very old games. Um, and now they're giving away a bunch of free games, and the majority of them mentioned are are not very good. They're not very noticeable. Um, I mean, see- I am riveted by stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks. Yeah, I want to know which stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks is. I mean, the Serious Sam collection, that's a lot of fun, but those games are ancient. They're mm. absolutely ancient. Um, it, it launched, one of the big games was the, the whole Tomb Raider collection. Those are all PS3 games, the majority of them. I mean, it, uh, yeah, it's just a strange one. I know they're literally yeah. having to give it away for free. It is. It's a, it's a shambles. I mean, yes. luckily enough, Google have all this money because what a, what a mess it is. Yeah, you know? yeah, I mean, we discussed before, you know, about it all. If, if they said it was going to be a beta and you can, you know, all have it for nothing, try it out, blah, 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 blah. Exactly like xCloud's doing at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I've played xCloud. It doesn't work really well in my house, I think, because my router likes to favour uh, whatever it is, 2.4 gigahertz rather than the 5 gigahertz for my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I put it on a dedicated 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi, um, it streams fine and it's beautiful. Uh, and, right. and that is beta. And when they launch, you know, I presume they're going to launch either just after or alongside their the Project X, whatever it's called. What's it called now? Uh, Xbox it. Series X. Series X, that's it. I couldn't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought so. If they launch with that alongside that, and it all comes back to you don't need an Xbox to play Xbox games and all that now as well. And uh, I mean, I, I've no idea how much the it's going to cost to do, but um, just the, the 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 sheer easiness at which it happened, um, or how how it works, is just it's just streets ahead of what happened to Stadia. So I, I you know, I think when X Cloud comes out officially, it's just going to knock them out of the park, really. Well, I mean, I mean, it, the problem is Google, they're not even in the park. Yeah, <laughs> they're so far out of the park and, and the, the park is a, is a dot to them. They couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't knock it out of the park. They couldn't, they couldn't, they're not even in the park to, to, to begin with. It, it's always the case that anybody who comes to try and break into the console market, and I know they were, they were streaming and all that, but essentially it was this, they were trying to compete with the big boys. Yeah. And, and we've seen so many companies over the over the years who have tried and failed miserably. Um, and and sure enough, I mean, I guess some folk well kind of thought, well, you know, Google have all the money in the world. Google are going to be the one that might be able to do it. But they've also and listen, maybe start maybe Stadia will be another thing that they'll do. But I think they, I don't see it. I think it's, after it's, this, it's, a, it's whether they're in it for the long haul or whether they're just going to go. Ah, well, that didn't work. Like they do with a lot of things. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, Google Glass. Do we I know that? I was going to say Google Glass. <laughs> yeah. That's why everyone needs some strange-looking glasses to. Yeah, no, it was a strange choice. And I'm all, I'm all for cool. streaming games. You know, I think it's uh, is the way forward. But you know, they were they were just mental the way they were talking about it, about how they were having they were talking about like negative input lag and all that, so that the game would try and guess what you were going to do before you did it. What and all this kind of stuff. It was just. It's just... It's just bonkers. Oh. I, I mean, I know uh, Jason Park, I remember him, he a friend of the podcast, he was uh, talking about it, I think, when it first launched, and he was having major problems mm-hmm. with it. I think. Yeah. Uh, and I see Brian, Brian228 has said uh, in the chat that he'd been using Stadia for the past couple of days, and when speed drops below 20 megabits per second, it's hard to play. Uh, and that's the problem. Uh, people's uh, internet will 
jump up and down. And I know that you know everyone's bandwidth's taking an absolute tanking at the moment. All the big uh, companies have have kind of limited things to slow everything down, but but it, it just doesn't seem to be working. But yeah. that's a, that's a good point as well. Why it's not the world's not quite ready for streaming games that way because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Everyone's on the internet and they're having to restrict how much you can do. Like, so streaming games is going to get hammered. Then it's just kind of like, oh well, there goes that idea for yeah. X amount of months. It's it's really I thought out sometimes. And Jason Park is the only person I know with a studio, and I know lots of gamers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I'm <laughs> like, next to nobody that's got it. It, it just like one just... person. Nuts. The Crazy. problem with. With it, as we said, is you've got to, you've got to go big or kind of go home in this sort of thing. You have to you have to hit the ground running. Uh, and if you have a, a disastrous launch like it did, it's a really difficult. Uh, it's really difficult to make the make up the ground again. And I think it's. I mean, I think the ship's already well sailed on uh, Google Stadia. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I said, the fact that they're giving it away for free, and yet I'm still going. Mm, nah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doesn't doesn't bode well, you know. Mm. Moving on to news about a company that does bode well. Oh, um, we're moving on to the PlayStation Five for Dual Sense revealed. Ooh. Ooh. Shiny. This comes courtesy <laughs> of Ian Walker from Kentaku.co.uk, uh, and he wrote, "Well, we've yet to glimpse uh, get a glimpse of the PlayStation Five itself. Sony has seen fit to tease us today with a first look at its controller." In a new post on the PlayStation blog, Sony Interactive Entertainment oh. Senior Vice President, oh, I should have read this first, Hideaki, under <laughs> the Dual Sense Wireless Controller, the company's follow up to the Dual Shop 4. <laughs> the Dual Sense iterates on its predecessors by introducing a new haptic feedback system, adaptive triggers for the L2 and R2 buttons, a built in microphone array, and a new create button in place of the share button from the Dual Shop 4. Details on what exactly this create feature actually entails is still to come. In all, we went through several concepts and hundreds of mock-ups over the last few years before we settled on this final design. DualSense has been tested by a wide range of gamers with a variety of hand sizes in order for us to achieve the comfort level we wanted with great ergonomics, Nishino wrote. Our goal with DualSense is to give gamers the feeling of being transported into the game world as soon as they open the box. We want gamers to feel like the controller is an extension of themselves when they're playing, so much so that they forget that it's even in their hands. Ooh. Mm, I mean, I think it looks great. And then someone pointed out it looks like the Avengers suits from Endgame. And that makes <laughs> it even better. It I cannot was just be like, yes. <laughs> my my favourite one was, uh, it was it was the old Xbox 360 controller, the white one. Uh-huh. And, and it was that. Plus, like a wee tank top, a lady's tank top, <laughs> <laughs> which you can now see. I cannot unsee that tank top on that on that oh, controller. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I think it looks absolutely glorious. I love it. Is, it. Is, I, I, it is. I, I mean, it is Sony copying Xbox's homework, though. <laughs> it's it's very much. It's, it's, it's got that. It's no, got it's, that sort of curve. It's a bulkiness to it. Yeah, it's the curve to the side of it that does feel a bit Xbox, but you can but still tell that is definitely so, a PlayStation controller. If you look at like the the Dual, whatever this is called, Dual Shock, Dual Four, Four, Dual Shock Four, and they've they, they've all had this same design. And if you think back, is that a PS One one? No. If you look back at the PS Two, 
what on earth is going on here, Gary? It's, <laughs> it's even more, I mean, they're more bulbous, so they've been sort of streamlining them up as they've gone on, because a lot of people were complaining that the, the, the shape doesn't suit people's hands very well. Um, and I know a lot of gamers said that's why they chose Xbox, because they like the shape of the control pads and the position of the thumbsticks. So Gary, the fact that, that makes me kind of go, oh, well, yeah, because I probably won't get as much hand cramp now. Um, yeah, but they've been kind of going that way over the years, and now they're just like, oh, back it, let's do it. <laughs> Sorry, Gary, I got really distracted by how absolutely mock it your Jewel Shock 3 was. <laughs> that needs a good polish. <laughs> That's a Jewel Shock 2. That's why it's not with my PS2 and ages. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. who, who got you that, Indiana Jones? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I, I, I mean, I like it, but I, I do like the Xbox controller. I think the, mm. I think my, still my favorite Xbox, eh, my favorite controller is the Xbox 360. Um, I think that's still my favorite one. But the Xbox One, one is nice as well. Uh, mm. But I also like the DualShock Four. So putting, yeah. the, putting them together, I think might be a happy, happy marriage. Mm. I'm not getting even, a lot of love. Maybe the case that I, I even forget it's in my hands. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that old chestnut! Eh? Yes, Paul, Paul, right that did there. not that did not hold up in court. It will not hold up here. Damn it! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not getting an awful lot of love in the chat. I must say, uh, uh, Admiral Lexington thinks it looks uncomfortable. Uh, Bell four seven one seven says that she thinks she agrees with Paul. It's an Xbox ripoff. Uh, Brother Jacob says he thinks it looks cheap and unappealing. So oh my! Oh my! That's. Uh, Oh. Yep. See, I think uh, it just looks the exact same, but fat. No, I, I think it's not got your wee, your wee bulbous bits, you know, your wee circles. Yeah, it's not got that. We can know they're there. You just kind of see them because they're white. I did, um, I did like the... Uh, I saw somebody on Twitter who had a picture of it and said, you're, you're Joe Shock, and uh, <laughs> they, they put it through a kind of colour grade or whatever, and uh, you said you're Joe Shock 5, or you're Joe Sense 5, and... Um, in twenty years, and it was that sort of like, sort of like nicotine yellow color, you know. <laughs> and it didn't, it didn't look so appealing then, you know. Well, I think the white is what's turning a lot of people off. I think they'll probably have a black version as well because I because they've already got a wide range of colors. Um, I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. I'd take it and I'd prefer it in the black standard to start with, and then branch out to different colors. Do you think? Do you think this means that they? PS5 is going to be white. I was just about to ask that. If they've um, got different models, maybe. Maybe they see, we were talking about how the Xbox has usually their like, different models in the different colours. Maybe see them doing that. My concern is, I, I mean, PlayStation, I think PlayStation should have should have uh, I think PlayStation should be a black box. I think, you know, Xbox is generally you know, they've, they've always been the sort of white box. No, uh, not. Well, the well Xbox, you're right, the original one wasn't, but the 360, the the, the big one was white. It was, yeah, it uh-huh. was what they were yeah. well known for. Um, and that that does, and I think part of the reason why that looks, I get the shape point, but part of the reason why I think that looks more like an Xbox controller is because of the white. Yeah. I think Xbox has sort of become synonymous with white almost. I know that the Xbox One isn't actually... Uh, it isn't white, but mm. the the 360 was, and yeah. and I think that still in your in your mind's eye, you, when you think of an Xbox, you think of a white box, and when you think of PlayStation, you think of a black box. So 
I yeah, going back to grey, maybe like the original PlayStation was grey. Yeah, so even yeah. Going back to like a yeah. nice grey or a gunmetal grey or something, just to be like heart back, maybe. But I get, I think the white, the white makes me go three sixty. Um, yeah, and I know a lot so, of people are like I want a black one. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. It's a bit of a, a strange one. I do think it looks really nice. It's certainly not what I was expecting it to to look like. I do think it looks like an Xbox controller. Um, but I think it still looks enough like a PlayStation controller that I'm I'm okay with it. Okay, I mean, okay. At least it doesn't look like the Steam controller. No, it's a crazy looking thing. That it's the weirdest thing you've ever. Like that's the most bonkers looking controller since the N64 controller. It's so weird to use. Like I, <laughs> I bought it and don't actually use it. I'm just like, yep, yeah, peripheral back in your. He likes I a peripheral. That, I do I like think the Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo thought that the next evolutionary step, when the N64 came out, I thought they thought that the next evolutionary step was going to be <laughs> that we were going to somehow develop a third <laughs> arm. <laughs> that wasn't for oh. your arm, Colin. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> mm, but yeah, so lots of, lots of mixed opinions in that. The, the audience did not enjoy the new PlayStation controller. I like it. I quite like it. Yep. And I can pretend I'm an Avenger. <laughs> Uh, staying on Sony, um, mm-hmm. Sony announces its Play at Home initiative with two free games for everyone. Woo! Huzzah! Um, this comes from uh, Jim Ryan, president and oh, of Sony and oh gosh, I got a fight. Sony Interactive <laughs> Entertainment of PlayStation Blog. People all over the world are doing the right thing by staying at home to help contain the spread of COVID nineteen. We are deeply grateful to everyone practicing physical distancing and take our responsibility as a home entertainment seriously. So we are asking our community to continue supporting the safe choice and the need to play at home. As a thank you to all who are doing their part to lessen the impact of this pandemic, Sony Interactive Entertainment is pleased to announce the Play at Home initiative. Play at Home, how many times can I use this term? Play at Home (laughs) has two components. First, providing free games to help keep the PlayStation community entertained at home. And finally, establishing a fund to help smaller independent game studios who may be experiencing financial difficulties continue building great experiences for all gamers. Uh, Games. To support Play at Home, PlayStation will try to make those occasionally dull moments more exciting by offering Uncharted, the Nathan Drake Collection, and Journey available for free for a limited time through digital downloads from April 15th to 8pm PDT through May 5th, 2020, 8pm PDT, once you redeem the games, they're yours to keep. And they say awesome. funding independent developers are vital to the heart and soul of the gaming community and we understand the hardships and financial struggles that many smaller gaming studios are facing. With that, Sony Interactive Entertainment has developed a fund to support them during this time. We have earmarked $10 million to support our independent development partners. More information about the fund, including participation criteria, will be made available soon. And once again, that was the PlayStation Play at Home initiative. What what was the initiative called, Gary? I think it was called Play at Home. I think. Not (laughs) sure, but I think it was called. (laughs) I'm being very flippant, but I think it's a very good thing. I think it is. I think it is. Hmm. I I mean, the creative funding, I think, is brilliant. Uh, I think that's right on the nose. the the free game thing, I mean, it's, it's lovely. Free games are always good, but I'm just a bit like, come on. We you, had those already. You, here's two free games that you've probably already got. <laughs> because they were yeah, both PS Plus games as well. 
Yeah, but these are not, they're not exclusive for PS Plus. There is still a huge chunk of people who are not PS Plus uh, subscribers and they yeah. are also eligible for this. Yeah, I, um, I, I just think if, if they were, on, on the games front, if they were really wanting to go, yeah, here, here's some, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head what it could be, but, you know, even Death Detroit. Death Stranding and Days Gone. Uh, Days Gone. <laughs> yeah. Days Gone's a perfect example. Um, you know, it's 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 old enough that anybody that was desperate to get it has probably got it, but it's kind of you know still fresh enough that it it's, it feels like a big game to get at this time. Uh, Death Stranding yeah. maybe a bit a bit too big, I don't know, but Days Gone didn't do very well. Get it in people's hands, get a bit of word of mouth and all that jazz as well. Days Gone didn't do very well though because Days Gone isn't very good. That's part of the problem. Days uh, Gone is good. I know Gary in the end started to enjoy it, Gary, but I do remember you slogging your way through it. Yeah. Um, it, it's not good. reviewed. It's not reviewed well at all. The difference between all of these games is they have all had very good reviews. These are all yeah. very good games. It's also technically four games, not two games that they're giving yeah. away for free. Um, so yeah, you're right, Paolo. We have these games already, but I don't think. I think also Journey's the cl- perfect game for this. The, the actual themes of Journey work so well yeah, with yeah. what everyone's going through. And like, Journey's a magical experience, and I think the, a lot of people will not have tried it. And the idea of having a go, I would implore you all to have a go at Journey. Do not do any reading about it beforehand. Just go and play it. It's definitely worth doing. It's not a massively long game, but it's a really lovely experience. Um, in regards to the Nathan Drake collection, I mean, those are all, that's a, quite a lot of game. Uh, and mm. yeah, we have played them before, but you could replay them. Yeah, um, I mean, they're, they're, they're all, all really good. I mean, they're good games, oh. I say. I, I just, I mean, Nathan Drake Collection was PS Plus less than a year ago, and I'm just a bit. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to be a Scrooge about it. You know, as it's, it's a free game, you know, that's uh, brilliant. Um, I, think, I just felt mm-hmm. they, could, they could have made a bit more of a mark with it. But I think the other thing to remember is that also at the moment, the PS Plus game is Uncharted 4. So actually. By doing that, you now have all the Uncharted games. It means that you don't have to go blindly into Uncharted 4 either if you've not played any Uncharted games. I realise the majority of PlayStation players will have played at least one of the Uncharted games, probably played uh, a couple of them, and then there's probably most folk have played them all. Um, but I have to say, I think it's really good. A friend of mine's just picked up a PlayStation first of all, uh, just there. It's his first console in years, and I've literally said to him, "Get Uncharted Four on PS Plus." And by the way, you're going to get all the other ones as well. That's four games he's just got. You know, days, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah. going to last them ages. And yeah, I fully appreciate that. For there's a lot of gamers who it probably doesn't appeal to, but I think I think it's not bad. I, I think the major thing really is. Uh, there is a lot of games at the moment and PS Plus and various things. People have had that or Games Pass or anything have a lot of games built up and actually people are buying more digital games anyway. Uh, I think the big thing here really is this creative fund here to, to keep, yes, to keep yes. uh, companies mm. going. Um, but it is nice. Uh, I, I think the problem is that now we're so used to getting free games that we, we, we can get a bit um, uh, grumpy about things or a bit. I, I, think, I think it's a good thing. Um, yeah, I, I suppose there is a, a possible cynical side to it, Paolo, as you said. They probably could have given us something else. But I, I think I think they, they, they had to make sure that they, there was a quality. I think giving us games that they know are good and they stand behind, they feel confident about, is better than giving us something divisive that people are going to go, why did they give us that? I hate uh, that fair game. play. Fair, I mean, I, I can hear the words coming out of my mouth and I'm, I'm almost not liking myself saying it, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I get it all, man. I get it all. And that's our news for this week. Oh, woohoo! Yeah. 
Okay, dokie. I've got some little couple of crumbs for you, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Let's see what we've got. We have got Cyberpunk 2077 is on track for its September 17th release. Um, CG, CD Projekt Red's <laughs> <laughs> executive, Nailed, Nailed Ad, Adam Gazinski, uh, said, Our plans haven't changed. We're steaming towards a September release of Cyberpunk. There's no shortage of motivation, and we also possess the tools needed to facilitate remote work. We've been operating in this mode for over three weeks and to date results confirm that we can carry on with all our operations without major disruptions. So there you go, there you go. Now we we, we touched briefly on this last week. Um we were talking about do we think it'll be delayed or not. Um and I, I, I said I think it's ready. I think it was almost practically finished. Um and I think we all agreed that it's all gonna be on track. Um so we yeah. were right. That sounds like it sounds like fighting talk from them. It does go to show you that it's funny that CD Projekt Red can be so bullish about this, but but um, but Naughty Dog weren't able to. Um, and Naughty Dog game was supposed to be coming out in February, uh, and and this was supposed to be coming out in March or April time. So, uh, you know, something's not quite right. I think Naughty Dog are further behind than they're letting us on, letting on at the moment. You know, um, danger, danger, danger. Uh, I'm very what... excited about this though about Cyberpunk. That sounds great. One of the the big things about it is that it's already been um, certificated by a lot of boards, so it's already mm-hmm. got age ratings on it. So it must be pretty finished if, it, if it's starting to get rated. Another yep. one for you is Disco Elysium, three time BAFTA winner, is <laughs> uh, going to be appearing on the Switch as well. Uh, what I didn't know is it's going to be out in the PS4 and Xbox as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But this week it was announced that it will be appearing on the Switch soon. Soon. soon is that like is that Naughty Dog soon or <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so if you're a big fan of uh, RPGs Disco Elysium is coming to the Switch Gary you're playing Disco Elysium have you played it much though I put maybe like two three hours in it's it's hard on your brain <laughs> like I mean, at one point I asked if I was a communist, and I was like, I don't know, am I a communist? <laughs> like, and I had to start and Google communists, and I was like, maybe this character is a communist. Um, but it's who, very clever the way it works. Um, who made this game, Senator Joe McCarthy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm That's still in the very, very starting area, and you just kind of walk around, try to solve puzzles, and do skill checks, and you get these weird, oh, I can't remember what they're called now, like, I think they're called memory fragments or shards or something, and you equip them in your brain, and the more you do stuff, they level up, and then you get perks from them. But I don't know how to un- like, equip new ones, so I'm kind of broke. But <laughs> it was good, it's just it's very talky. It's it's like good old school point-and-click gaming. Uh, um, okay, yeah. And after two and a half, three hours, I was like, oh, my brain. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to take a step back for you and go just hit mash X to kill things. Um, but no, it's good. It's enjoyable. Oh. If if you like kind of detective dramas, if you like solving mysteries, if you like old school like games like Broken Sword and stuff, it's definitely one to, to look into. And it's very dark humor. The humor's good. The humor's quite witty and quite dark and quite cynical, which is fun. Ah, excellent. I know my brother played quite a lot of it as well, and um, he he was really quite thick on it. So, uh, mm. yeah, so it's coming out on Switch soon, and that was your... Cozy Cruise! <laughs> 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 I 
Everything's a bit slow tonight. Everything's a bit, <laughs> a, a bit slow. <laughs> I was just sitting there in absolute silence. Uh, John Rock's no, he's, he's no relation to me. Uh, I presume you're talking about Adam Kaczynski. Spelt completely differently. Yes. I just see that and was like, Paul spelled his name wrong. I was like, oh wait, no. Uh, that could well be Kaczynski. I could be saying that wrong. It could be Kijin- Kijinski. And maybe Kaczynski, yeah. yeah. Which my name is apparently as well. I, I use the American spelling. I use Kaczynski. Uh, but in Poland, you would call it Kijinski. Because the Z is a J sound. There you go. Educational. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to freebies. Oh my. I don't think you've changed much since last time. But Does... we'll go through them because, you know, Xbox like to keep us on our toes. Oh, yes. Is this Indeed. me doing this? I'll take it. You just spoke. I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm pressing too many buttons, man. Don't worry. We can. <laughs> so, your games are gold. Uh, for the month of April, we have Project Cars 2, which is a driving game on Xbox One. And then this is where we get funky. The 16th of April to the 30th of April, you have Toy Box Turbos. Hmm. Which is a racing game, which is on Xbox One and 360. And then from the 16th of April to the 15th of May, you have Knights of Paper Bundle, which is an RPG for Xbox One. Not going to lie, I've never heard of any of those games. Yeah, I know Project they should, Cars They should on Google Stadia. Should we on Google Stadia? Piss poor roster or like that? Can I? No, can no, I, no, I, no. I, I, stacks and stacks and stacks. I know, <laughs> I know. We, we we kind of mess with this every time we speak about it. But why is it in the middle of the month? Why why don't they just do April? It's I don't know. I think they're trying to be clever, but it's just irritating. I I, I could even I can even understand the ones that are like oh well, this is from the fifth to the first first to the fifteenth, and then the sixteenth to the thirtieth. So it's like half mm. a month. But the one that's yeah. like from the sixteenth of April to the fifteenth of May. Why? Why? I just, I just, I think it's just Xbox being Xbox. They're yeah. like, I don't know. It's just like, like calendars don't matter, dude. <laughs> I, and you know, I think everyone just goes, "Oh, there's Xbox being Xbox again." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, bizarre. Moving on to PlayStation Plus. Uh, PlayStation keeping it simple for April. You have um, two games. You have Uncharted Four: A Thief's End, which is, of course, an action adventure game. And you have Dirt Rally 2.0, which is a driving game. So yeah, if you like action adventure or driving or both, you have some games there for you. Tasty. Both both of those games have the theme of driving a jeep in very dirty, dusty roads. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So there you go. There's a theme. There's yeah. a theme. <laughs> that's all men put. That's all men put. Really. That's all you need, Colin. That's all you need, that's mate. <laughs> that's why you're hired. That's that. You know what's yeah. my train of thought? Because I'm now stuck in dusty jeeps and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, a weird Where was that going? <laughs> Nowhere. I was just, it was in my head. I was just like, <laughs> I think because I was going to the, the Unlo- Untold Legacy, whatever it's called, they also drive a jeep through dirty, dusty bits. And I was just like, that seems to be a recurring theme in Charlie to just get like getting that jeep in, just get it in the dirt. <laughs> well, it was, it, was a, it was the new thing. It was the new thing in Uncharted 4. So it was the, like the asset that they wanted to reuse. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I quite all, like that. I like the jeep. I have to say, I like the jeep. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's better. It's better than Batman's tank. I was just it? about to ask. <laughs> that was Aquaman. a comparison there. 
I see. I like the back tank, but moving on. No one's played those games this 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 past two weeks. No, um, <laughs> but we have been playing a plethora of games. We Indeed. have battering through yeah. them all. Yeah. Um. And we're gonna kind of chat about. Actually, hold on, hold on. No, oh, no, no, oh, Colin, oh. you're right. You're right. You're right to stop that. A plethora. Because we gang up on you a lot. So uh, <laughs> a plethora. A, pl- a plethora of games. Yeah. So what would what would you say, Colin? Little. Oh, you're gonna say plethora. A plethora. A plethora. Gary, put it this way: if me and Paul both say the word the same way. It- Guarantee that you are wrong. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Because oh Conan treating you. Conan treating you. <laughs> plethora. Oh my god. And I'm not changing. I mean, do, do, people, do you, do, you, do you actually see what I have to put up with here? Yeah, this is this is constant. Unbelievable. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. You were saying. I don't remember. No. Um, yeah, so we've been uh, playing lots of games, and uh, we're going to start with one that all three of us have played, some more than others. Mm-hmm. Like don't you here. look at me. Uh, and that is Resident Evil 3. Ooh. So we've got to call him first. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I have to say, I, I, I loved it. I really did. I thought it was great. Um, I, I, I spoke about it the last time. It, it's a bit of a sort of genre change, I think. It's certainly, I use the sort of an- analogy of it being aliens to alien um, in that sort of way. If if, uh, if uh, Resident Evil 2, the remake, was was more horror-orientated, um, then this one's definitely more action. Um, but I just, I just thought it was uh, a lot of fun. Um, it's absolutely mental. Um, I think it starts really strong. I'm not sure it finishes as strong, um, but it has some really great moments in it. And uh, and just that that engine, that engine is absolutely excellent. See the, mm. it, 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 you, it never stops getting satisfying shooting zombies and 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 the the kind of the the gunfire mechanics, the way that the bullets just sort of like. Uh, Fire, they, they, they have a real sort of this is very graphic but it, it really feels like you are shooting them into into flesh it, it, mm-hmm. it feels realistic and and um the, just the way the zombies move the the and and what i think's been really interesting is the fact that both of these games both resident evil 2 and resident evil 3 have made the zombies scary again you know yeah they are they overwhelm you you they can it can get out of hand really easy and and for me, I, I'm a terrible shot. And for someone that plays a lot of shooters, I, I find the shooting quite hard to do, but in a good way, in a frightening way. Where, in a challenging you know, way, yeah. It's not, it's not easy. And, and it's a lot, it encourages you to run more than shoot, um, which I think, uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. Really liked mm. it. Um, Paul, have you played any of it? I, I have played some of it. I'm trying to think of how to explain it without spoiling anything at all. Um, well, I, I, I could say um, I've kind of done the subway stuff. Like okay. the, the getting oh, the power right. back on. I can say that. Yeah, I didn't... Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I did see Colin stream that, that section uh, and I wasn't looking forward to it. And, and what was lovely was playing it was scarier than watching it yeah uh, I, know, I know that kind of is almost obvious but I, I you know I knew what I was going to be facing and it, it still really irked me and 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 spooked me 
Yeah, yeah, that is a really scary. That is a scary bit. Yeah, yeah. It was good though. It was really good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I've not played much Resident Evil at all. Um, you know, I've certainly played the first one way back when, and then played the remaster of that. Uh, but I don't know if I've played any other Resident Evil. I've got a memory of maybe playing one in the Wii, but I might be I might be wrong there. Um, so I, I've got real no point of reference. I certainly didn't play Resident Evil Three. Anyway, I know that. And mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I have to agree with you with the engine. It's it's really smooth and it, it runs really well. Yeah, uh, and it is satisfying. You're bang on. I'm 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 keen to play more of it, uh, which I didn't think I would be. I thought I'll give it a go just to talk in the podcast. Um, but I am. It's finding the time to play it with two young kids kicking about. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Um, but it's it's yeah. I'm looking forward to playing playing more of it. I think it's going to be short. You're brave pills. I know. I think it's going to be shorter than I think it is. I I expect it to be a big game, and I don't think it is going to be a big game, but it's because you probably want to run it about 50,000 times, (laughs) Gary Hogg. It it is short. It's not not a particularly long game, but I I don't think that's necessarily the criticism that it necessarily would be. It certainly doesn't outstay its welcome. Yeah, yeah. Um... Uh, it looks like the acting's going to be quite good in it as well. I, I always, I always enjoy half decent acting and things like this, and it looks like it is going to be quite, quite good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought it was great. I, d- I did see some <laughs> Brian in the chat said, "How can you spoil a game that was ca- that came out a couple of decades ago?" <laughs> but, uh, but, it, but as John O'Rocks has said, it does, it does have a few. Uh, story changes that is a bit different and it's not completely I mean Gary you've said in your review uh, that there's a few uh, slight changes and differences and things like that you know and and you want to keep it fresh also the game came out 20 years ago not everybody can remember a 20 year old game because I played it when the game came out on PS1 and I hadn't played it since so it was it all felt it all felt pretty new to me to be honest Uh, I know Gary played it multiple times since then but um yeah, Gary. So we we know your review. Uh, we've seen your review, obviously. And yeah. if you haven't, you can check that out. Had you um, reviewed, you hadn't reviewed it by the last podcast, had you? The review came out. Oh, was I don't it think Saturday was it or something. After the yeah. last podcast, he hadn't even played it. Oh, I, I had had a wee shot of it beforehand. Oh, I was playing. That's it. right. Uh-huh. I was playing it pre-release. Don't you know? Well, that's um, right. You played it midnight on the night yeah. of the podcast, didn't you? Gary yeah, played yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so why don't you let the the, the podcast listeners know uh, your thoughts, then, Gary? Yeah. yeah, So I'm a massive Resident Evil fan, uh, as we probably do know, um, and I loved it. I loved it from the beginning to end. Uh, and in the and in, in the review, I, I kind of talk about it as being a love song to the fans, and I still stand by that statement. It, people go to it being short. It's a standard length of a first run Resident Evil game. What people forget is back when the, the, the original games were out, I think like 40% of the game time was taken up by door loading screens. Mm. So yeah. that gave the games an artificial length. Uh, and like, there's just, I, because games get so big, when you get a, a small game, it's not really small, it's, 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 it's manageable, you can get through it. So the length doesn't really bother me. I've completed it nine times, I've put 23 hours. And so it's not a five to six hour game for me. It was a twenty three hour game, and I'll probably still go back and play it. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the community and the fans, uh, I keep up to date with the speedrunning community a lot, um, and the gripes with them are interesting. There's a lot more about the technical aspect aspects and like the user interface and 
And you can see Resident Evil 2 is definitely slicker at times than Resident Evil 3 with our UI and their menuing and some of the controls. Um, but that the, the speedrun community seems to prefer Resident Evil 3 as a speedrun game because it is fast-paced, which makes sense, I think. The, the, the bleederboards haven't gone online yet. They go online 919. But the, somebody's got it down to 49 minutes and 50 seconds. Oof. That is never going to be your first run of the game. My first run was eight hours, uh, which then minus cutscenes was like five and a half, six hours, which to me is still a, a good chunk of game. Is it perfect? No. And I said that as, as well in the review. You're never going to please all the um, There's bits missing. There's bits. There's, there's monsters missing from the original that the developers said were going to be in this game. And there's a theory right. that the Reach for the Moon engine um, can't cope with flying enemies or like this, like well, actually, it must be able to deal with like arachnic enemies because the way the drain demos are like arachnid. But the people seem to think that the reach of the moon engine is struggling with certain chords that enemies or certain types. But I think that could just be time restraints or Capcom just trying to get out a game in a time frame they wanted. But I start I stand by that they've told a really strong story. The last third of the game is better than the original's last third of the game. You actually have a purpose. And the third one, it was like, oh, look, a factory. Oh, look, we accidentally okay. escaped. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in this one, they still have a reason for going on. Um, and again, that's because Resident Evil 3 original fell under some time constraints back in the day. So they kind of rushed the last chunk of it. Um, but no, I think if you're a Resident Evil fan, you'll, you'll get enjoyment out of it at least. People will have niggles. People will find things to moan about all the time. But I, I loved it. I still love it. I'll keep going back and play it. It's, it's so much fun. Um, and Project Resistance, which they bundled with it, that's a hoot. Um, yeah, yeah, that's good fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we've been enjoying our time with that. And again, that's that's a lot of, a lot of fun. So I'd definitely say pick it up uh, if, if it's got your interest. Nice. Yeah, Paul, the fact yeah, that Paul's yeah. playing it is interesting. I'm, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not completely averse to these things, but yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It's, it's, it's maybe something I wouldn't stick with. But I do want to. I do want to play it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's certainly it's not the scariest game ever. I mean, it's not. You're not. You know, it's not Outlast or something no, like that. No. Or, or well, if you watch Soul that stream of me, like it kind of looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time screaming. Um, but I think it's scary enough. I think it's mm. got uh, some good moments. I'm not convinced it's as scary as Resident Evil Two. I, I found I no. found Mister X scarier than Nemesis, um, for instance. But. Um, yeah, I mean, I really like it. And I think Project Resistance, uh, or Resident Evil Resistance, as it's called, uh, is great. It's the asymmetric multiplayer game. Uh, we've been playing a lot of that. We played it last Thursday, didn't we, on uh, Multiplayer Madness yeah. uh, on, on here on the channel. Um, and yeah, one, one player's the mastermind who, who has rigs his, um, his house of horrors, basically, and the, the other four players have to fight their way through and try and escape. Um, it was, uh, yeah, you can see some footage there. Um, uh, I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, I mm. think we're going to play it. And it looks like Capcom are really going to support this game as yeah, well. Yeah, seem behind it, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, which, which I think is great. I think it is really good. Um, and I'm kind of looking forward to, to get... I'm looking forward to getting good, to be honest. That's what, what I think will, will help um, in, in getting better at it. Uh, getting your characters... Um, upgraded and what have you but yeah it's been a lot of fun and I'm, I'm no doubt we'll be playing it again at some point soon yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good one to stream mm-hmm. also the outrage when someone picked your character I was not you, you weren't happy were you 
How dare they take my Martin sandwich? Spatters on me big time. <laughs> and then they weren't even very good with them. I was raging. You were raging. You were raging. <laughs> Colm, you brought up our, what did you call it? Multiplayer Madness? Like Multiplayer that. Madness, yeah. Um, and we played a bunch of other games there. Uh, we Gang Beasts, which was hilarious. Oh, it was Gang- so funny. Highlight of the week. The funniest game in the world, I think. Oh, I think so Gang funny. Beasts is absolutely hilarious. It's... I, 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 it's, I'm always amazed at how funny it, it still is. I mean, the level they were showing just now, this isn't from the other night, this is from way back at uh, Save Point. But, um, I mean, it's just, it's so funny. I was sweating. I was sweating playing it. And that, and that particular one that we're watching at the moment, that, that footage, I genuinely thought Paul might die of laughter. Um, <laughs> you just see me go at the end, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, it's just it's so much fun. It's so silly. It's such a simple, silly game. Do you know what I mean? I, I, it's got to have been born out of, you know, it's one of these games. Oh, I nearly died. Look, <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be born out of one of these games uh, where the, it, it was a physics test for something else. Do you know what I mean? They were just testing yeah. physics on on models, and that that came out of that, and it was hilarious. I, love I it. dare say, it, I dare say, it was. It, it, it's just wonderful, I, and I just know. It was very popular on the stream. Folk were absolutely loving it, and many yeah. people didn't know the game um, yeah, yeah. on the stream, and uh, they were they were loving it. So uh, yeah, they were checking it out. And, uh, uh, we also played. Well, we played Hunt Showdown. Oh no! Which what a, we we love Hunt Showdown. Yeah, and that that did not showcase Hunt Showdown. That was a hot mess of. I, I feel I have to Hunt put my Showdown. hands up. Uh, because I think if if it wasn't for me, we would have been playing Warzone had I had I installed it. <laughs> uh, yes, and we might yes. not have had to have seen the horror show that Hunt Showdown uh, was that night. I don't know what happened to it. It was it was not working. It was all. not working at all. It was um, not loving its best life. It was just, <laughs> and we had a lot of fun with it when we last played it. But it was it was. Unloaded textures everywhere. There was huge load times. Um, it got uh, yeah. Well, um, yeah, because the, the, the end monster without doing anything. It what is... happens is you get you, you go and get you get three clues. The setup of the game is you're you're all dropped in at once, and there's three clues to pick up. You pick up three clues. After you've got them, you head to the big baddie and you kill the big baddie and you you summon it. Is that what it is? Summon. Banish it, uh, banish it, banish it, yeah, um, you banish it, and then you get a bounty token. You get the bounty token, and you essentially take it to the edge of the map to escape. Um, but for some reason, when we we jumped in, there was one clue, and then we got the big baddie, and then the big and baddie was glitching. Us. It was really weird. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was all all manner of things were going wrong that night. It wasn't a good representation of the game. No, I no. assure you, the game's better than that. I don't know what the problem was with it that night, but we were all having a disaster. I'd like to try it again at some point, but I don't know. I don't know whether they were doing stuff behind the scenes, whether there was some sort of server issue or whatever, um, or maybe it just needs an update. But there was there was all sorts of problems, and yeah. uh, it was a real shame because I was kind of looking forward to playing it. Yeah, it's pretty grim though. Pretty grim. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Colin, you've seen you've been playing some Arkham. Do you want to take us on a journey of your Arkham adventures? Oh my! Absolutely. So I've been playing on on my Twitch channel. Uh, I've been streaming. Uh, I decided to stream the Arkham games. I've picked up the Arkham uh, Return to Arkham uh, collection, which is the first two games: Asylum and uh, and uh, Arkham City. Um, I decided for a challenge. I've played these games before. Never completed Arkham. 
uh, Asylum, hadn't completed Arkham City, did complete Arkham Knight. Um, I, I wanted a challenge, so I put them on hard mode, and I tell you, it's a challenge. Um, <laughs> I eventually did complete Arkham Asylum. It took me maybe three, four um, streams to, to get it done. Uh, it was a lot of fun. That game is excellent. Arkham uh, Asylum is really good. Um, was that then, originally 360 and PS3? Yeah. Yes. Ah, yep. Yeah. 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 Bo- both. of them were. Oh, were they um, both on that? Yeah. Yeah. And Arkham yeah. Origins was as well. Um, the. So yeah, I mean, it's great. It really is great, and it is the first one. It, you know, it's interesting because you know there's certain games that that have mechanics, like for instance, when Shadow of Mordor or whatever it was developed the Nemesis system, and then suddenly all sorts of games started bringing that in. Uh, Arkham. Revolutionized, revolutionized a whole range of action games by bringing in that sort of free flow combat system. There's so many games that then stole that system yeah, and, yeah. And, and sort of used it to to better or or you know worse effect. Um, but it was really nice to go back and just see that, and it holds up really well. It it looks lovely. The the remaster that they've done on the Return to Arkham Collection really does. Uh, really make it look excellent. The voice acting is incredible. Yeah, it's great. Um, really good. Kevin Conroy and um, and of course Mark Hamill. He's the absolute star of the show. He is Brilliant. sensational Brilliant. as the Joker. Um and, do, do you think the yeah. game do you think the game would have been as big had it not had Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill? Do you think that was a big attraction point? Or do you think it would have still done as well as it did? Well I mean the game would have if 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 you just didn't have those voices, um, the game's still excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I dare say, if they had Troy Baker like they used for Origins or whatever, that'd still be very good. What gives it an added level of authenticity is having the proper voices from the animated series and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and of course, I mean it's it's an astonishing performance, particularly from Mark Hamill. Um, but you know. I, I don't think it would have made it any less of a game. What what it does do is is uh, well, that's not quite right. I think it probably did make it less of a game, but I think it would still be a very good game. But what the difference is with uh, with with the performances, it just really raises it up a notch and and makes it. If we joke about the fact about whether games are art or not, or you know, it it, it makes that game as art. It feels it. Yeah. It feels wonderful. Um, and then, so on the Nearly Men channel on Wednesday, I jumped onto Arkham, after finishing Arkham Asylum, I moved on to Arkham City, and oh my god, that game is a step up in difficulty. <laughs> it is seriously hard. Um, for the folk that joined me, I know a number of folk are in the chat. I was getting all manner of problems, all manner of problems. Um, but, you know, we, we, we got there. Um, uh, it, it's tough. It's a very different type of game. It's got a feel that jumps about about you play as Catwoman and Batman at various points. Mm. Um, it, it, the combat is different. It's not dramatically different, but it, it feels at points. It feels slicker. It, it feels a bit more um, uh, a bit more unforgiving, especially on hard mode. And and you know, I was sitting there going, I don't remember this game being as hard. But a lot of the folk in the chat were telling me they're like, yeah, this game's hard. This was really hard. When when they played it, uh, Gary himself was dropped by and he was telling me this bit was really hard when I yeah, played it. Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't know. Uh, you did play it on hard mode eventually, Gary, or you've done a hard mode yes, place too, haven't you? Yes, I've done it in hard mode, yeah. I think it was on my 360. Um, I, did some, I mean, it is, it is one hell of a challenge. But um, 
It's great. It's really good. So I'm going to play more of it um, probably on my own channel. I might do some more on the Element as well. Um, but yeah, been playing a, a lot of that, really enjoying it. Um, Splendid. And the other one I've been streaming a lot of is uh, L.A. Noir. The under, I feel underappreciated and under, um, you know, it's not, you know, when you compare the, the various open world rock star games, I think, I think poor uh, Ellie Noir doesn't always get the credit it deserves. I am loving it. I think I'm loving it even more the second time around. I am blown away by the the voice, the mocap stuff, the acting, the the voice stuff. And I don't know whether it's just that there's a wee bit more guts in the PS4, obviously, and it, it just copes with it a wee bit better. But I just uh -huh. think it works so much better than it than I remember it working on PS3. Um, and I'm having a lot of, lot of fun with it. And as you can see, I was wearing my suit as well. I decided to suit up. <laughs> Very dapper. Uh, I, I I'm, I'm <laughs> look, look a wee bit washed out there. I, I, that might, if I may, bring my lights down next time, so I'm not so. But that's part of the reason why I was cooking so much. Oh. That's some nice driving going on there as well, Colin. Oh, my driving is abysmal Ooh. in that game. Absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. The amount of people I've run over. Oh. Um, oh, it's going to be better great. than a uh, friend of the podcast, Ali, uh, during GTA. Oh, wild. I mean, that's, that's the wild. worst driving I've seen in a video game yet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm having a great time with that. Um, and I played a tiny, tiny little bit of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, oh. But I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. Yeah. I, I guess. I was trying to get that was you might, might have came in with, with something there, Gary, but no, oh, I just was... felt I'd been talking that for was... quite a while. Colin setting that right up. He just he oh. just laid it off to you just outside the edge yeah. of the box. All yeah, you had to do was kick it. Fumbled it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I was like, but Paul played it, so I don't know where I'm going. That's also right. That was a segue. That was beautiful. But, uh, <laughs> You're not even you in played. the park. <laughs> <laughs> the park is a dot to you. I actually was watching your Alien Noir footage now. Like, oh, does look no bad. That was it. Was a great game. That was a good game. Yeah, I, mean, I tried it twice and was just like, yeah. Well, what you need to do then, Gary, is just grab yourself a little, uh, little um, drink, uh, a nice something on the rocks, and just settle down to my next stream and and and, I, and I, play through it with me. I think I watched you play it. I think I, th I think I got frustrated because I couldn't bloody figure out if they look shifty or not, and I was like, "You look shifty. Why <laughs> are you not, saying you're telling the truth?" They're all lying. They're <laughs> all lying. So I did get a bit of help. Um, uh, Bry, who's in the chat, he was helping me out, and he did actually point out something that I hadn't remembered. That in the original game, you you basically the truth was it was either truth or lie was the two options that gave uh -huh. you truth or lie or accuse. But now they've changed that, and now what it says is good cop, bad cop, accuse, and that's easier. I think that's easier to tell. Oh, okay, and, and it works better. And right. it's a lot easier to kind of judge your approach. So it's as about a how result. it's about how you act rather than what they are saying. Well, you know I mean, I mean? There's, still there's still times it's it's it is strange. I had this moment like, <laughs> um, for example, I go, oh, oh, I feel sorry for this this woman. Um, you know, oh, this poor woman. I I, I feel sorry. I'm going to go good cop, and you press good cop. He goes, come on, we know you killed him. <laughs> I'm like, cold, cold, stick to the plan. That's not what I said. Stick to the plan, man. He's near, he's near enough, like, flying over the table to strangle the life out of him. I hate good cop, good cop, man, good cop. That, that's my memory that's of Ellie Noir was, uh, I'm asking really benign questions and things, just like, oh, so, uh, so were you there that night? Oh, yes, I was there. That night. Come on, what are you saying? <laughs> it's out of nowhere. <laughs> um, 
but it's, I mean, it really is great. And I think actually the shooting, um, I can see a bit of footage at the moment, but the, the, the gunfire is absolutely brilliant. This particular bank, I absolutely wallpapered this guy. Um, but um, it, I'm really, really enjoying it. And it's actually been really fun to stream. Um, I mean, it's quite, it's quite, it's a very adult game. Yeah. And, um, you know, some of the themes and I mean, it's quite dark at points and stuff. So it's certainly not, you know, there's there's points where I'm saying, going, hmm, there's not a lot of comedy for mining at this particular moment. Um, but, uh, yeah. Lost I, I, no, I lost his heart, that's it. Ah, not a policeman that? now, you can't, all you can't arrest you. all those bullet holes in me. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I did wallpaper like, I blood everywhere. Oh my gosh, um, oh, there is. Huh? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's great. It's been great fun to stream, so. Good. Right, shall I set you up another segue, Gary? Right, You're going to be ready for this. Right. That's, so, the other game I've been playing is Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, which, Gary, I believe you've been playing. I have. I've finished it. Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> um, 33 hours, 33 glorious hours, may I add. Um, wow. If, if the Resident Evil 3 Remake is a love song, this is like a love opera. Oh, my. Oh. This, and I... Ugh, I don't know how they've. I don't know how they've done it, but this has everything from the original. Nothing is missing, and then it has even more. Oh. And somehow it doesn't feel. I mean, I've seen some people like oh, that bit felt like filler. I don't. I never felt like filler to me. So like side quests and stuff, they they all have a point. They unlock extra scenes, or they give you a reward, or it expands the story. Nothing's just done for like. I'll just make them go do a quest. Um. So. It's just. It's superb like and I, I definitely think you should have finished the first final fantasy the original final fantasy 7 before you play this oh well because, i'm not doing that because <laughs> or even watch a story recap or something um and i was saying this to brother jacob i think when we were we were watching Colin play something and we just did a tangent um about if you if you've played the original you'll appreciate bits more and the build up to certain scenes there's a lot more emotional impact, but and none of my, no one I know has finished this yet, which is so irritating because I want to talk about it. But I can't talk about it because it spoils it. Hmm. Especially well, the way that they end it. And the way they end it makes you go, Ooh. Hmm. Ooh. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, maybe we'll have to do a spoiler cast at some yeah, point once I, um, once I finally... Yeah. Uh, uh, it's weird as well because so going online and looking at fan communities to know Final Fantasy VII the lore a lot to me there's bits they've picked up throughout the story that I kind of had an idea of and when they talk about it I'm like oh that's right from Crisis Core there was that so there's this and that means that but why does that mean that in this version of that? it's very clever what they're doing if what they're doing is what we think they're doing mm. I mean I, I have to say it looks fabulous I know it's that there's been a, there's been a few Mostly. folk who oh. I've seen a few folk giving it there's a bit of like kind of Un- unloaded textures and various things like that. Yeah, oh no, but it's awful. Yeah, which is which is really strange. But for the majority of the game, it looks glorious, and then yeah. there's apparently these moments where it just looks horrific. So there's um, a bit. Um, there's a bit. The slums sometimes have texture pop up, and that, but you can kind of overlook that because it's not in cut. There's a bit where you're you're under the plate on like scaffold, and you can see the slums below you. It looks like they've used the background image from the original game. Yeah, I did see uh, some. Dreadful. I spent five minutes just looking at it, going, "What? 
What is that? What what is that? Yeah, I did what see somebody in that part, that bit in particular seems to be uh-huh. one of the worst worst bits for it. I, 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 see, because everything else looks so good, it's so jarring. It's such a because, strange situation. You're like, yeah. how did but how did nobody notice this? Yeah, because I thought it was maybe just my PlayStation or my Inst- and then when I went online, people were like, "Nah, it's a thing." There's also times when the flowers, Earth, goes to pick up flowers, and it's just these blobs, and you're like, "Excuse me." Yes, I also <laughs> saw that was another bit. Um, <laughs> Coincidentally, just before it disappears on the chat, uh, Brother Jacob's actually asking me a bit of a segue here. We don't usually take fan requests here, Jay. Um, uh, he is asking, has Gary played Dragon Quest Eleven, and yeah, is it worth playing? I've played Dragon Quest something. Yes, I have. I've started, <laughs> I've started Dragon Quest Eleven, and it was good, but then other games came out, and I had to play them, so it's something I'll definitely back to. Um, so is it worth playing? Yes, I'd say it's worth playing. Um, oh, there you go, Jay. I would say don't get the Switch version. Something like, so I've got a friend who's played both and they say the Switch version was meant to add orchestral tracks, but they're actually pure guff. Um, but, or maybe it was the other way around. If you're if you're heavy into music, look up which one it is you should get. But one of them is, I think the PS4 one has like MIDI soundtracks. But I never really noticed a problem with them. But no, it's good. It's, it was quite fun. I, I was enjoying it. I'd definitely go back to it. Um, and I'll be going back to Final Fantasy VII to replay different chapters and trophy hunt for that. But it's, it's the, the combat system is phenomenal. It's so slick. and It's it, great, it's, isn't it? It takes a while to get used to it. It was 17 hours in before I realised you had to use the move that comes with the weapon to be proficient in it. Huh. Um, so, um, do that. Um, but no, the battle system is oh, it's, it's lovely, and switching between characters and using your L2 buttons to set up their moves, it's just once you get it, it's really, really good. Mm. But yeah, it is so long, 33 hours, and that was me playing at a standard pace. And, and essentially, it's only like the first third of the game uh, no. as, as yeah, we sort of know it. The, the first part, I think we're starting to say now. I think Square uh-huh. Enix have gone back and saying it's three chunks, and just now we don't know how many chunks it's going to be. Okay, so it might maybe maybe there's only one more to come, or, or maybe whatever, or... Or there might be three more. Or um... do you think it'll Ooh. be as long? Well, Are we? I can com- do you mean like I can yeah? Com- I can complete the re- the f- original Final Fantasy Seven in twenty two hours. No, I mean, sorry. Do you think it'll be as oh, long until the next to part? Get the next one. <laughs> I'd hope not, because they've got a lot of the assets already, and I'm sure yeah. bit while working on the first bit, so hopefully it won't be another year or two away. Hopefully it will be soon-ish. I mean, surely Ooh. surely they've been working on the other parts, sort yeah. of concurrently, or whatever, you know. So that Plus, is... the, the fact it's so long, and then you've got the end and the way it is, I can't imagine them holding, wanting fans to wait ages, then lose interest, because you just have a Kingdom Hearts 3 situation again, right. where it's like, 14 years later, and you finish and go, is that it? Uh, <laughs> I mean, what if momentum, I'd say, with the fan base. It'll be cool. interesting to see when when we hear when we hear what what the plan is when the next bit is out. Yeah. Yeah. Paolo, what have you been playing? I've been playing lots of things. Um, do you know what I'm, I'm going to talk about first? Is um, FIFA 20, which I've been taking part a wee tournament. Um, an amateur football team in Hamburg called the Hamburg Hurricanes. Uh, a member of that and a f- friend of 
Uh, well, all of us, we all know him. Tom Hobbins uh, started yeah. a wee FIFA 20 tournament uh, just while everyone's going insane in lockdown. Um, and they're running it, and it's basically uh, there's 14 nationalities involved, uh, people all over the world, um, primarily Hamburg and Britain, but uh, there's lo- lots of people involved, and it's on behalf of the WASH project. Uh, and you know, rather than me try and bumble my way through what that is, I'm just going to read something from the from the website. Um, so this is in Sierra Leone, this particular one. Uh, it says this project involves the installation of a water and sanitation facility, including separate latrines for girls, boys and teachers. All of this work will be assigned to World Hope International's experienced WASH implementation teams to ensure the most effective time and money. Uh, Street Child's local teams are responsible for community consultation and ongoing monitoring and evaluation of schools, including visit statistics. So basically it's raising money. This is Hamburg Hurricanes, a football team, are heavily involved in this. Uh, and it's basically raising money for well drilling, latrines, the administration of it all, and things like that. Wow. So it's just a wee bit more awareness of that. Uh, but it's is, it is set up like a, a World Cup, essentially, uh, but it's using the Champions League teams. So this week, you know, uh, either there's however many groups, I think it's five groups or something. So, you know, I played on Monday night, I play on, played on Wednesday night, and I'm playing tomorrow night, Friday night again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it goes through into a, a knockout stage. Um, and it's just over kind of two weeks. So it's the same kind of yeah. setup as a, as a World Cup, essentially. Uh, but it, it's, it's great fun. Uh, I won my first game. Uh, I, I was in complete shock. <laughs> uh, and you I, were in shock. <laughs> I wasn't so lucky in my second game. I, my bottle completely went. I was fine up until about seventy minutes, and my bottle. Oh, went. you were! I saw that. <laughs> get beat three 0 yeah. uh, But yeah, I saw it, that. It, it, that it was did great fun. Spectacularly go downhill. <laughs> it's great fun, and it's for a great cause, and it just—it's just something to do, and it's well organised by Tom. Uh, Absolutely, it's great fun. So I've been playing that. What else have I been playing? I've been playing a little bit. Well, oh, do you know? I looked at the the list and I went, "Oh, well, I'll hold that," because Gary's been playing that as well. But you've been playing them both. Oh, I've been playing oh, everything. Oh. Do you know? I've been playing Elite Dangerous again, uh, streaming that on my personal channel, uh, and that's been great fun. Uh, just exploring. What was really exciting was uh, last last stream. I decided I wanted to do something rather than just do missions or do shooting or whatever I wanted to achieve something and mm-hmm. my brother uh, Peter had kickstarted the game way back when and one of the perks of his kickstarter was that he got something in the game named after him so it was either going to be you know something like a planet or uh, a space station um, or whatever and sure enough it was a space station that was named after him so it was Riley City uh, <laughs> so I, I kind of plotted in a course and well, I, I didn't think I'd be able to get to it this quickly, but I could um, get to it, but obviously I can't get to it in the one or so you have to make certain jumps and make sure you've got fuel and things like that. So it was great fun just doing that and just having a wee journey to do something to, to end up at Peter's space station. Uh, and Admiral, Admiral Lexington, who's in the chat there, uh, was, was keeping me company all the way as well, which was great. Uh, and at the end of the stream, me and him hooked up a bit and he let me fl- fly one of his fancy fighters and did a bit of shooting. Ooh. So it was, it was great fun. It's great fun. But Blunderboy87 here, uh, down below me, is, was yeah. uh, watching the stream as oh, well. Not me. Him, him, he's down there. Him down there. Down there. Uh, he was watching the stream and informed us that at the moment, Elite, what is it, the Commander Edition? Is that what that's called, called or something? Yeah, Commander Edition, which comes with the season pass. Aye, so it's like Elite yeah. and Elite Horizons. Elite Horizons yeah, allows you to uh, land on a planet, basically. 
uh, and had land vehicles uh, mm. was well ten pound all in. Yeah, ten. Which is a bargain. Uh, it's a lot of game for ten pound. There's a lot of game, isn't it? Yeah. So you picked up as well. Did you manage to play it today? I did. I did the tutorial. Uh-huh. Uh, I am awful at flying. <laughs> I don't like. I, I find that when I'm trying to make myself like go upside down, it won't go, and I'm like try to scroll the mouse. So definitely to get a hot ass like you, Paul. Yeah, you um, need your hot ass, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Back to my love of peripherals, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> you, as always, Colin, are the jam in this sandwich. <laughs> I did not want to be in the middle of this sandwich. Um, the hot ass, Colin. Your weird, your weird space trucker. <laughs> the hot ass is a, is a stick and a throttle. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, I see. Um, so, so played the defence. I don't know if I had that a bit easier because I found I kept going off centre like dead easily and I was like wobble wobble in round space. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, just my God. used to it. Um, and fun. then try, trying to fight things in the tutorial kept flying by me and I couldn't turn around to find him. Then it kept like, you're leaving the combat zone and he'd be like, move me back. I was like, I just want to shit him. So um, <laughs> I got there in the end and I docked back at the station and I named my ship and I named my dude and all that. So I've got my license and I'm ready to explore space. Excellent. But no, one, I, I need a bigger monitor, although I've decided the monitor's too small for it. Space, space oh, is too space big. Monitor. Space is vast, yeah. <laughs> space is vast and this monitor is tiny, so I just need to get that. Unbelievable. Um, uh, the, good fun. Yeah, it's, it's really good fun. Really good fun. I'm, I think I'm going to stream more of it, so do keep an eye on my channel. Uh, mm-hmm. Another game I've been playing, as well as Mr. Hogg as well, is Animal Crossing. Still, mm. still paying my debt to that son of a gun, Tom Nook. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, it's, um, it's, it's, it's got its claws right in me, but you know, I, I think it's it's crack. I think it's Nintendo yep. crack. Yep. MJ Dean's friend of the podcast. She is like super good at it but she spends her whole day in there pretty much she says sometimes she's like i'm just in my wee animal crossing world like she's got a massive house she's got two floors to her house and oh man she's yeah she's raining in the bells and i'm just like i'm just trying to build a bridge and you've got like a million things going at once Um, that has come out at the perfect time yeah if what you know i'm i'm completely i'm a complete animal crossing agnostic right i don't know anything about it at all but (laughs) Um, it's interesting that it was a game that was so hyped. People were so looking forward to it, and it just seems that it's pretty much everything everyone hoped it would be. Yeah, um, seems to be. It, it's it's quite rare that you get a game that comes out where there's not many niggles at all. I mean, I dare say there's probably some folk moaned about it, but but the majority of folks seem to be absolutely loving it. Mm, yeah, it's 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 love. It's just so relaxing and just put around, do your thing. Um, it looks it looks gorgeous. It's it also one of the only reasons I know what day of the week it is because each morning you log in, they give you a wee announcement. Today is Monday, <laughs> and you're like, "Thank you." <laughs> I've, I've yet to enter the world of turnips. I keep forgetting to oh. buy them on Sundays. So turnips are like the stock market, but spelled S T A L K. Um, um, oh. And uh, I, I'm rubbish at stuff like that. But um, MJ is very good at stocks, and every day she's like, "What's your turnip prices?" And I'm like, "Ah." <laughs> um, but I think that's the reason why she's quite good with the monies because she knows how to manipulate the turnips. Indeed, indeed. 
Bright two two eight says Animal Crossing is chores in a video game. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, Pretty much. basically. <laughs> but it's just like amazing. I want to water my flowers and dig up fossils and catch beasties. I think that's the thing. You can do you can do whatever you want. You're not I mean look, you've got an Aurora. An Aurora indeed. It's just it just it's it's nice and calm. As you say, it's calming and mm. you know, if you want to spend the day chopping wood you can do that, or you if you want to spend the day fixing your house you can do that. It's just it's Nice. Perfect. You can do that without, without a creeper coming up and obliterating you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nothing is trying to blow up your island. But yeah, so that, that's that's basically the games I've been playing. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm watching wow. the time here, so I'm trying yeah, to, I'm trying to brief. quickly fire through mine because I know as much to say about them, just that they've been interesting. I've got back into Final Fantasy XIV. Oh dear. The world of <laughs> MMORPGs. Oh dear. Um, so I've sunk four hours in and loving it. It's great. Um, I've tried WoW, just couldn't get any. I think I like Final Fantasy XIV because it's got lore that I know and it's got chocobos, basically. Um, I think I started uh, by playing Final, Final Fantasy XIV, Animal Crossing, and now getting Elite. I mean, you, you, yeah. uh, you've got time for anything, really. Yep. And I've, <laughs> I've just started Overwatch, oh thanks my. to a Diet Punk friend of the podcast. He was taking me through it online, teaching me how to play it. Um, and we were going to stream, but it wasn't too well during the week, and I looked awful. So, we oh no! But I will be, I will be streaming some Overwatch because uh, I haven't held Paolo back. Good. Look at him! <laughs> Look at him. He's definitely, he's definitely grey. Yeah. Can't all be people just. Way out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and the final game I have played is disaster. Paolo looks Overwatch. like the portrait of Dorian Gray. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh so, sorry, Gary. I, I just, I just had to throw a wee grenade in there. <laughs> terrible, terrible person. Um, Disaster Report Four, which looks and feels like a PS2 game, but that's part of the charm. It's not for everyone. Um, but I loved one in the, the second game, the PS2, and basically you're in Japan and an earthquake happens, and you're trying to escape an island. It's hammy as hell, and it's really, really weird at times. I played a little bit of a stream, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm turning it off. Um, <laughs> but it's a very niche market but I'm enjoying it um, if anyone's played the other games it's more of the same with some interesting life choices I, saw, yeah, so, I did see somebody saying it it's absolutely bonkers it is like so you're trying to escape like an earthquake and then there's a tsunami and then you get kidnapped in a subway tunnel and tied up and guys are going to have their way with you but then you manage to like escape them and then there's like the mafia and then there's like it's 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 weird. It's That's a happen. bad day. That that is a bad day. It's just like a Japanese survival movie and game. And you're just like I don't know what's going to happen next. So that's part of the fun. Hey, uh, we should dress for the occasion. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've had lots of people in touch. Um, so uh, Spidey's kid uh, has seen Happy Choco Holiday playing a little COD Warzone, oh. a dash of Apex, and a splish of Division Two. Beautiful. Questionable word of the use of the word splish, but lots of that's lots of online and stuff there. Um, Arcade Glasgow, who are amazing, Yay. remember go follow them uh, on here on Twitter if you haven't. Um, Support their yes, Kickstarter. Yeah, their Kickstarter. We will be playing some family fun Yoshi's Crafty World later. That's got eggs in it, right? Yoshi's Crafty World is adorable. If you get a Switch, pick it up. It's yeah. a sweet game. Um, Miss Debs eighty eight. She says, "Can't wait to tune in. I've been getting lost in nineteen forties again with Alien Noir." Trying to finish it so I can get the VR cases. I need to dive back into my Disney Magic Kingdom since it's my holidays. Mm-hmm. Mm, and 
just not know if she doesn't know Pocahontas is coming to Disney Magic Kingdom and a new update. So that's some. Oh, well, that's that. Jamie Simpson, oh. hey fellas, hope you're all well and staying safe for your ones. Call me a glutton for punishment, but I am playing Dark Souls on the Switch. Oh, yeah. It's very addictive and satisfying to make that progression, beat the boss, etc. RPGs are my thing, but this is nicely balanced. What? It uh, looks great <laughs> in handheld mode as well. Uh, Ryan Air Belafonte, lockdown has got me back into The Sims in a big way. Oh, oh. apparently my computer hates me since I lost my save and had to start again. Oh, he horrendous. Was I was like, I spoke to him today. I was like, how's your Sims? And he's like, they're gone. The computer's the <laughs> you deleted them. They're all dead. Uh, they're all dead. It's something to do with iCloud. Um, iCloud um, save files or something. And sadly, listeners, that is where Twitch let us down. Um, I was going to grab the audio from the Twitch stream, um, but for some reason, two days later, it still thinks it's broadcasting and I can't grab the audio. So it's been a wee bit of a problem, but we got right up to there, right up to the new releases. Um, so I'm just tacking this on just so you know what happened at the end of the, the podcast episode. Um, so we're talking about Ryan losing his Sims. Uh, Jamesy at James42 said he'd been playing some Warzone and he had to go at Dirt 2.0. Oh, I crashed a lot, he says. Yes, indeed. indeed. Um, so we do love you getting in touch. Please do. This is how you can do it. We'd love to hear from you. Find us on Facebook as The Nearly Men, Twitter and Instagram, where we are at Nearly Men, or email info at thenearlymen.com. And then it was just on to the new releases, and I'll just fire through them. On the 17th of April, Bad Lads is coming out on PC. Finding Teddy 2 Definitive Editions on Switch. Merchant of the Skies is on PC. Theme Park Simulator for Switch. Then 21st of April, Summit of the Wolf for PC. And The Flower Collectors on PC. 22nd of April, ITTA on Nintendo Switch and PC. Sound Self, a Technologique on Oculus Rift, Vive, PC and Mac. On the 23rd of April, A Summer's End, Hong Kong 1986 is on PC. Filament for PC, Linux and Mac. Uh, MotoGP 20 is PS4, Xbox One and PC. Sunless Sea on Switch. Yumie Tutsu, Re-After, is on Switch and PC. And the 24th of April, one we're all waiting for, is Predator Hunting Grounds on PS4. Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 Road to Boruto on Switch, Nira on PC, Project Genesis for PC, Sunless Sea on Xbox One. 28th of April, Moving Out for PS4, Xbox One, PC and Nintendo Switch, Sakura Wars for PS4, Umuranji Generation for PC, and the 29th of April, Dread Nautical, and the 30th of April, Level Head for Switch, PC, Android, Xbox One. Ministry of Broadcast for Switch and Train Station Renovation on PC. And as said by Gary Hogg on the live stream, uh, I think the only one that we are super psyched for and that one is Predator Hunting Grounds on the 24th. Expect streams of that. Uh, then Colin turned to the chat and really uh, one that jumped out of his was Brother Jacob had asked if we could have one series that was going to be revived or rebooted, what would it be? Colin Little was right in there with Tenchu's Stealth Assassins. Uh, I said KOTOR, which we might be getting anyway, Knights of the Old Republic. And then Gary Hogg Simmons was quite definite that he wanted Dino Crisis. 
But yeah, that was pretty much all. It was a shame that it got clipped off in that video, uh, but I managed to salvage as much as I could of it, and then it was just this as I'm tacking on at the end here. Uh, as we said on the podcast, if you subscribe to the Twitch channel, www.twitch.tv slash thenearlymen, uh, if you subscribe to that channel, you can become an automatic producer of the podcast. Uh, you can use your Twitch Prime subscription, doesn't cost you anything extra, uh, or you can spend real money and sign up as well. You're supporting the podcast and the channel as, as a whole. Um, we stream Monday for me, Wednesday for Colin, Friday for Gary, and then Thursday nights is uh, either going to be the podcast one week, next week it's the multiplayer madness, so we alternate with that podcasts every fortnight the tonight's podcast was produced by colin underscore nm uh paul kaczynski and jono rocks 21 so thank you for that next episode is going to be live on twitch.tv slash the nearly men at 8 p.m british summer time on the 30th of april thursday the 30th of april at 8 p.m is episode 62 so we'll see you then thanks for tuning in bye-bye